last two weeks, I spoke to you about the art, the art of soul winning. And I told you that we'll do the second part today. Shall we pray? In the mighty name of Jesus, everlasting Father, we thank you. We give you praise and honor. We glorify your holy name for this opportunity you have given us to prepare ourselves as we move out for missions, as we move out to reach out to the laws this week. Father, I ask that every heart here will be prepared by your spirit. I ask that the Holy Spirit will brood over every individual here. I ask that any contrary force that will oppose your word will be pushed far away from us. I ask that you will be in charge and be in all and over all. I pray for utterance, Lord, that I will speak your word clearly, that your children will understand. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that let any noise in their minds, in their hearts, in their emotions, in the contemplations of your children be removed by your awesome hand. Be with us, Lord, and speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, pardon my, my cause voice. It's been very hectic for me this week. And uh, I would want to acknowledge the presence of our Dickin, Dickin Melome. Very, very powerful man of God. I salute, sir. Thank you for coming. We bless God for today. Last week, I began. I said that an art is doing something with a unique skill. So, an art of doing something is a skill or a unique way of achieving something with a particular skill. So, when, um, when I talk about the art of soul winning, what we are saying is that soul winning, there is the science, the science of it or the theology of it, which is uh, the Bible, what you must say. And we have the art. How do you say what you must say to convince the person you are speaking to to make a decision for Jesus? So, I spoke about our appearance. I, I told you that the people in the world, they, they have the license to do anything they want. But do you know that the people in the world know how Christians must behave? <laughs> and that when you do something wrong, the unbeliever will say, look at, look at her. She says she's a Christian. Those of us who were in SU, the SU people, we were, our lives were in danger. When they are talking in the dormitory about some profanity, and you join, the, ah, look at the SU person that you have joined. They can say, but you cannot. The unbelievers know the right things Christians must do. So when we are going to preach, we cannot dress like them. If you dress like them, they will look at you and say, ah, but what is the difference? So we said we should dress modestly. Very decent. If you can wear your jeans, wear your t-shirt on it. Your jeans should not be too tight that everything is showing. It should be nice jeans. Fine. And we said that you must smell good. Smell good. Wear nice perfumes. Uh, use deodorant or lime and ash. And we said we should, our breath must also be good. So those of you who brush your teeth once in every three days, we said because of missions, you have to do it twice at least, or you can do it four or three times a day. So your mouth will smell good because just the breath, your breath can send a soul to hell. So we said that. And we said, so we spoke about the first part, that when you are 
going for missions. Like tomorrow, we come here at 6 a.m. to start missions. Pray, then we do orientation and go out. When you meet somebody on the way, the person has two or three minutes to spare. How do you speak to the person? That's what we did last two weeks. Those of you who are not here, please, it's on the page. Technical. George, I saw you put on the page, right? The art of soul winning part one. Please, when we, we, we finish or we close from church today, do well to listen. Listen to last week's own too. The, the, uh, the mission-minded youth. Also listen to that one. And all the series we have done uh, culminating to today. Today, what we are, we are going to talk about is that you go and meet somebody selling wache or kinky whilst we go out. Or the person is sitting at a uh, man in a store. The person is at the organizer place. The people have gathered they are on vacation, so they are just chatting. How do you minister the word of God? Very important. That's what we are going to do now. Then, there are aspects of it we will discuss tomorrow and Tuesday. Okay? So, we, you've, gone, you've gone out. We are finished praying. We are going in twos. Some of us will go in threes. And I believe that by now, all of you have registered for missions. Those of you who haven't registered, raise your hand. Let me see. You have not registered for missions because you are not sure whether you will go or not. Okay, please. I, I believe that by the time I'm, I'm done, you will make your mind to, to register to be part of mission. Amen. So, what do you do when you have met people who are at stationary place that you can speak to for about five minutes and sometimes you can even have up to ten minutes with them? How do you go about it? First of all, you still introduce yourself. What do you do? You introduce yourself. I am Amma Jefu Asafu from Glory Assemblies of God Church. First introduction, very important. Because you are not the only person who is doing evangelism. There are other people too doing it. And some people have, have given themselves a particular uh, image. So a lot of homes don't want to receive some people into the to listen to them. So when you are holding your Bible and you are wearing your t-shirt and you are going, you say, ah, is it one of the people who is coming? So when you say, I am Amajin Fuasafo, I'm from Glory Assemblies of Church, Sakumodo. Ah, okay, you are not one of them. Okay. Yeah, how may I help you? Very important. Because you see, God, when you mention a name like Assembly, when you mention a name like Presby, when you mention a name like Pentecost, by God's grace, the goodwill of these is very high. Okay. Last Tuesday, I said that as we go out, people will resist us. Some of them, as soon as you introduce yourself, I don't have time for you, please. I need space. Some people will tell us that. But you must be aware of that. Okay? Some people, when you say you want to speak to them about Jesus, they will tell you, I, I, uh, you go out with me, I'm even better than you. Your church. I know somebody who attends your church. He's bad. I, 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 he's better than me. Uh, don't use that word anywhere. It's not correct. So, the person who will tell you plenty things and will tell you that so there are people who do that. But that is not a discouraging thing. At our, our own Apostle Paul, whom God showed him the mysteries of plan for the Gentiles, was usually beaten. Two times he was stoned, almost dead. So if Apostle Paul was stoned, we, we cannot, we cannot uh, experience otherwise. Fortunately for us in Ghana, we will not be stoned. But you may be insulted. Tell the ones who tell by you that Prepare for insult. 
tell the other person, prepare for humiliation. Now, do you know why? Sometimes you meet somebody that in all spheres of life, education, beauty or handsomeness, dressing, the person does not come close to anywhere. But because of missions, the person can dress you. That you yourself, when you go home, you may not want to wake up again. Tell the person by you that prepare for dressing. It's part of the thing. In, in 2014, we, I went, we went for missions at MFs. We went to one house. I was with Dick Intermanu. At the time that he was at Isabella uh, uh, Antrak. Hi, man. Powerful man of God. We, we, we pressed the bell. Somebody came. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you coming to talk about? No, 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 no. I looked at the boy. And I looked at the kid. I said, but for evangelism. That boy, that boy cannot pass to enter his office. But for evangelism. Tell the one sitting by you that swallow the pride from now. Start swallowing it. You know that the mindset is one. We want the people to be saved. You know that what we know about the unbelievers, much of it, they, they themselves don't know. They are, they are going to be destroyed forever. And that is our passion. So even the person who is insulting you, he is the very person that you actually have to do everything to win him because he is so close to hell. So you've gone and met them. Just a minute, please. You are finished introducing yourself. You said that I'm here to present to you the good news. I have a very good news for you, and I'm here to tell you. Don't go and dribble around. Straight to the point. I am here. I have a good news, and I'm here to tell you. Please, can I have three minutes of your time? And you know, Ghana, when we say three minutes, we all understand what it means. So three is fine. We begin with that. If you meet a very strict person, when it's two minutes, you have one minute more, please. So if you see that they are a bit comfortable, we can say, please, can I have five minutes of your time? If you think that the people are people who are very a bit receptive, you can say, please, can I have a moment of your time? If you see the person's face and the person is very, very lethargical, can I have three minutes of your time? And I mean three. When they know that you are not going to waste time, many of them will yield to listen. Then you tell them that you have a good news. Somebody will say that, ah, no, good, no, no news is good news. Then you say, but mine is unique. Then you start engaging the person. Do you know that the, this world we, we are in and all the things that are happening to us will come to an abrupt end one day? One day, that repair. If we are saying, is saying, ah, will come to an end. And the man called the Lord Jesus Christ will become the president of the world. This man, how many years has he been? When did you accept Jesus? You've forgotten. Think about that because you need it for the evangelist. Who remembers when he accepted Jesus? My wife. Do you remember? Which year was you? 1996. Hey, and watch it. How many of you were alive? 96. Glory voices. Oh, many of you were not alive. Uh, somebody asked, uh, was it knowledgeful? That when I, when I was not born, where was I? <laughs> I? I said, you were nowhere. <laughs> you only became, you came to existence when you were born. You were somewhere. 
Then I, I met another woman. He said, when the child asked her that, he said, you are in my stomach. And I said, okay, that one too is fine. Because they were actually in her stomach. Hallelujah. So you tell the person that you are going to speak about the good news. And you speak about the good news. Okay, you tell what you are going to say. Said, I'm presenting to you the and that the, Jesus Christ is coming to rule the earth. Will you please project for me John 3 16? John 3 16, what is there? Shall we all read it together? Uh huh. Yes. Now, you can use this scripture to finish a session with someone. God, who is the creator of the whole universe, loved the world. And because of his love, human beings who have committed or done something against God and that God's punishment was coming to them, he looked at human beings and his love, his compassion, churned in his heart. And he brought his own Lord son. Not for us to go and serve him in his house, but only to believe on him. And that when we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, and that he is the one that God has accredited to bring the whole human beings back to himself, so that they will enjoy eternity with God. When you have that belief, which is not a difficult thing to do, it is faith, it is not works. You don't need to pay, you don't need to do anything, but you need to believe that he is the one accredited by God for us to, to return back to God. My brother, my sister, will you want to take this offer of Jesus? Will you want to take this offer of Jesus? When he, you allow him to into your heart, you move from the path to hell and you turn 180 degrees towards eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you take the offer of Christ? We have finished one session. The person would have to make a decision that he would take the offer. All that we need to do as a church is to project Jesus. Present Jesus to the person. And let's give the person the opportunity to accept Christ. So this is the one you said you needed two minutes and three. We are finished. Any question? Well, we are finished. I finished. I finished preaching. The first uh, uh, evangelism. I finished it. So, will you accept Jesus? Jehovah said yes. So, very soon we'll come back. And after the person has said yes, what do you we'll come and talk about? Now, the person who had five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, how do we engage the people? That is where you have the opportunity to bring everything in your spirit and pour it there. If the person does not accept Jesus, yeah. He may not accept Jesus at that time, but he may accept him later. Do you know that all that, that we are going to do this week, the preaching, it will not go waste. Do you know that? No preaching ever goes waste. When you speak the word of God under the influence of the Holy Spirit into the heart of the person, whether the person is lesbian, is gay, gays, is Q or B or T or plus, that person the word will work on that person before the person dies. That is why we don't say, ah, this person is too bad. Hey, the one who is too bad is the one you are supposed to confront with the gospel. Last week I told you that I met some two guys who were chasing one girl. And the girl said, leave me alone. The guys, they didn't, they, didn't, they were girl chasers. 
We, we are hot. So winners for Jesus. Yes, uh, last Thursday, we were at a conference and one of the ladies said, Mr. Bedu, a certain guy who came to propose to me, I've slept, I don't understand. I said, why? Oh, no, no, the guy doesn't respect. The guy is nowhere near me. And he was bold to come and preach. Eh, the guys don't care. We too, we will not care. Tell the ones that you don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Whether the person, anyone or anyone, hits the person with the gospel. Hit it. Don't care. I think some of the ladies are relating with what, and I've seen Elizabeth smiling. Smiling. She has remembered something. Okay. Let's go on. Talk about your testimony. Eh. Hey. Uh, so, you have met somebody that you have time. You introduce yourself and say that you are going to speak about the good news. And he continues by saying that, I have a testimony. I was born into the church. There are, there are about three types of testimony. I was born into the church. I was going to Sunday school up and down because my parents would take me to church until a particular moment. Myself, like this is my testimony. I was going to church. When I opened my eyes, I was in Assemblies of God. But it was when I was 14 years old. Or was it eh, 14 years old? I was even doing a new, new members course. New members course. Oh. Then we had a revival in church. I was a temple guard, Royal Rangers. So I was at the gate like a uh, was standing there. Then the person was preaching that it has been said that our fathers have eaten sour grapes and our teeth are at edge. But I say from today going that this adage will not hold any longer in Israel. Any soul that sins, that same soul shall die. And the sin said, are you? Don't say that your father has been bringing you to church so you are saved. You must make the choice yourself. Otherwise, you will die to sin. Then the thing hits me like I've not gone to church before. The man didn't say, didn't do utter call. And I went forward. It was my going forward that made the man say, anybody who wants to accept Christ, that is my testimony. And ever since I made that decision 14, was age 14, that one will be how many years ago? That is 26 years ago. My life has not been lived in Swedru. The place that if you don't have a girlfriend and the place that if you have raised somewhere and you have not slept with anybody before, then you are, something is wrong with you. Your friends will be teasing you. I told you when I was in class, that one of, one of my classmates told me, you, you have been first. Sometimes you are first, second. You don't have a girlfriend in this class. Even me, that I am last but one. I have three girlfriends. You, you are there. This is the place I lived. So I tell people that I was able to go through the environment because of that decision I made for Jesus. Jesus is able to keep up. And this is the Jesus I introduced. You also have your unique testimony. Maybe you were, you were a womanizer. Maybe you, you like every boy that proposed you accepted until you, you, you met Jesus. Maybe you were very bad in, in, in Maybe your you are not correct at all. Everything that you say, Sam. But since you met Jesus, something has happened. You give a very important testimony to the person. That is the basis for which you are telling the person that Jesus is good, so he also must accept. Are you here? Ask the one by you, what is your testimony? Now, so those of you who haven't chronicled your testimony well, when we finish today, before tomorrow, sit down and think and write something down. It is an art. You don't just go and start preaching. Plan it. Skill with skill and do it well. After your testimony, continue quickly with the conversation with two questions. 
He said, there are, there are two deliberate questions. Have you, uh, who is my, Mrs. Mrs. Abraham, uh, you are the, so I'm targeting. This one is not like the one Patrick targeted. This one is, I'm targeting you for heaven. Yeah, Mildred, is that not it? Yes, targeting for heaven. Uh, the other target has passed. This one is a different, so respond to me. Have you come to a place in your life that if you die today, you will, and you woke up in your death, you will be in heaven. Then the person, many people haven't thought about this question. Oh, I'm telling you, even as those of us sitting here, we think that we will we'll die when we are 150 years. That's what we think. So we don't even think that when we sleep and we, and we wake up at the other side, whether we wake up with God or wake up with the devil. So you ask that question quickly. Now I am teaching. That's why I am I am stretching it. But it is continuous. Have you come to the place in your spiritual life to say for sure? That if you were to die today, or if something happened, uh, America dropped a bomb, and the whole Ghana, we got bent, and we all died. Will you go to Jesus or heaven? Question two. Suppose what I'm describing happened today, and you stand before God, and he asks you, Brother Patrick or Sister Esther, why should I let you into my heaven? Why? Why should I let you into my heaven? What will your answer be? Okay, so Esther, give me an answer. That is a baptism of fire. Right after honeymoon, we are taking you to heaven. Yes. Why should, so I am Jesus. You have come. Something has happened. All of us woke up at the other side of the, of the. Then, uh, Jesus is asking you. Okay, it's only one question. Why should I allow you into my heaven? What will your answer be? You just, Oh, Jesus, yeah, as you know, I just got the youth president. You know, it can't get any better than that. This one must let you know that I am in the core of the church, in the center, middle of the center. Yes. Something in church, yeah. Because, so, Mrs. Mesa Brown says that, I've been coming to glory God. At first I was in the church and I came here. And I, I come to church regularly. So you should allow me. My sister, what is your answer? Why should Jesus allow you into his heaven? Or the husband wants to say, okay, husband, support your wife. What will your answer be? I can see uh, Ophelia smiling. He said, I can see what, I can understand why she's smiling. Yeah, yeah. Because I accepted you and I lived for you. Now, president says, his answer will be that, because I accepted you and I lived for you. So, I, I, I have the ticks to enter into your heaven. This is the classical correct answer. But on the field, you get a lot more answers. Okay? You get several answers. If the person is not real born again, he will not give a correct answer or she will not give a correct answer. Okay? If the person gives a correct answer, then he said, that is great. This means that you won't travel long. They said, oh, I hope you are living for him. Uh, do you attend church regularly? I said, okay, then shall we pray? Strengthen your faith and move on. Then you go. But majority of the people will, will not give the correct answer. Yes. Just as we are doing the training here and yeah. we are all listening, we have also had the private listen to such information. Sure. So they will tell you that, oh, I have received this, but Jesus. me came. Yeah. Yeah. In his touch. So, yes. That is why when we are going, you know that the church did 15 day fast, executive did 14 day fast. Some people are still fasting now. We are prepared. So when you are preaching to somebody, you don't just 
be talking. You have to be very sensitive spiritually. You will know if, you, like the way we are prepared, if the person is actually lying, you will know. And if you are convinced in your spirit that the person is lying, what do you do? You ignore the question and move on. Continue evangelism until he comes to a place of saying that, will you want to, so that place you can say, will you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Okay, you will not say, because he has told you that he has accepted Christ already, but you knew that he was lying. So when you get to the place of decision, you don't say, will you want to accept Jesus? But you say, will you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? But then when he raises his hand and you are praying with him, you lead him the sinner's prayer. Is that clear? Uh, when it gets to a place you want me to speak to you, let me know. Because I said, maybe how can it be an head? Right? Uh, Harriet, Henrita, Ben Sabozu, Mrs. Amo, said, you know, if you are, I do say, how can it be? Oh, aha. Okay. So after you have done that, you continue the conversation. If After your testimony and the two powerful questions, regardless of where it falls, you know what to do. If it falls at the wrong answer, you continue with the gospel. Talk about the goodness of God. The fact that he doesn't want anyone to perish. Please, can you project? No, we have talked about John 3.16. Can you project 1 Timothy 2.4? 1 Timothy 2.4. Write the, the, the text, though. They are very important texts for us to use outside. When I finish, I'll send, I'll send this. I think this one, I've sent it to you before. But we'll resend it. What is there? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Shall we all read it together? Who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth? What is the truth? What is the truth? Yes. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. The man, Jesus Christ. Now, when I asked the question, I was just, I wanted a, a, a resounding applause. Jesus. You didn't need this verse to answer that. Because no one has ever lived on this earth that has boldly declared, I am the truth. No, no one apart from Jesus. And nobody can even attempt to say it because they are not. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. So if you want to live eternally, you need Jesus. If you want the truth, it's Jesus. If you want the way, it's Jesus. There are some religions that say that they are trying to walk on the way to God. Christianity is not trying. Christianity is accepting the way who is a person the man Jesus Christ. He said, look at it. For there is one God. So Jesus is what? God. And one mediator between God and man. So when you see the first God and the second God, the first God is Jesus. The second God is the Father. So, and mankind. The man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. So you speak about the goodness of God. And you say that God wants everybody to be with him. Then after that, you tell the person that, you see, all human beings on earth, even those who haven't accepted Jesus Christ, God gives us the rain. The last time when it rained, did it only come to your house? The rain came only to your house because you are a child of God. Dickin, 
the last time it rained, it's only your house because you're the deacon of glory. Is that not it? Sharon, is that not what happened? It's raining in the other houses too. Okay, the air. How many of us are breathing air? Raise your hand. Is this air only for us because we are children of God? Or even those on the railway, those who are smoking weed right now, are they also, are they also breathing the same air? God is good. His goodness is for, is for provision of air and, and rain. It's for all mankind. But there's a special interest he has that all mankind will come to him. And that is why we are going out. So you are telling the people that all mankind will have to come to him. The Bible teaches that all human beings are, some people say that me, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't go to club, I don't smoke, I only stay in my house, listen to my cools, and I sleep. I go, I don't engage in any bad thing. I don't need your good news. The sin we are talking about is not the sin that you are, you are in it now, 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 now. It is the sin that has blacklisted all human beings into hell. Because we are descendants of our, of our forefather Adam, his sin translated to all of us. So anybody who don't repent from the Adamic sin is bound for hell. So as you are going out, the sin, you are not going to tell the person that when you meet somebody and is, is drinking alcohol, you are not going to tell the person that stop drinking alcohol and go to heaven. That's not the message. You are telling the person that he must acknowledge that the sin that sends us to hell can only be forgiven by Jesus Christ, by accepting Jesus Christ. He must accept Christ. The post-acceptance is when the Spirit of God helps us to come out of our sins. Nobody can stop drinking by himself if God does not help. That's why there are people who are drunks. We take them to rehabilitation centers. They change. We bring them home. They drink again. We turn them back. They change. We Nobody can change by themselves if they are not helped by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we don't go out to say, hey, stop. Uh, you, last time I saw you at, at uh, Fridays, it looks as if you do the night business. Sam. If you don't stop, you go to hell. That's not where we are going. If you see anybody who do night business, present Jesus. You know night business. Mildred, what is that one? Prostitution. Aha, uh -huh, that's what it is, prostitution. Uh, do, you, no, do you understand prostitution? Some people are, are the, I don't know why they like the MPs area. Why? In the night, you see them there. And almost all of them are, are red in color. Fair. Why? Abna, why? So that you can see them. Ah. Then when you are dark, you are blessed. Oh, but the fair people are also blessed. Look at uh, That's why if she was not fair, Evans wouldn't have seen her, I'm telling you. Evans, are you there? Say praise the Lord. <laughs> all right. Okay, so all have sinned. And this one, hit it hard. Tell the person, your current condition, we are, we are talking about what you were born to be. Everybody was born a sinner. And if the person does not take Jesus or accept Christ, that person is bound for hell. So you, pro, you present Jesus to the person that, please, I present Jesus to you today. Accept him. What are the scriptures? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. Romans 3.23. Romans 3.23. Isaiah 53 verse 6. Jeremiah 17 
verse 9. Very important scriptures. Then you move to the next with a bridge. There is a terrible consequences of all those who do not yield to this message of the gospel. If you do not accept Jesus Christ, your end is terrible. A blessing, you have been in the, on the bedside of people who pass away. What are the experiences? Can you share some with us? Do you have some people dying and shouting? Uh, uh, give the thing to blessing. She's a nurse and at bedside. What are some of the experiences you have had are people who die? Some people scream and some people become restless. Yeah. They don't say anything, but they are. And some people, they don't already talk. Mm. So they just say a word. Mm. By the time you move back, they are, they are gone. not there. Yeah. So some die normally, some die a struggle. And those who have had near death experience, they will tell you that, no, that they almost died and somehow they came out. They will tell you that when they were dying, those who were shouting, the people were ready. Hey, hurry up and come. Demons ready to carry them to where? Hades. And they will be shouting, oh, don't come, don't, I will go. But they will die. There's a terrible consequence of, for those who don't accept Christ. Please, know that. Know that. And let this one be your passion to register to go and tell the people that if they don't change, they are going to hell. The consequence is terrible. It's terrible. So you tell them, uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is dead. And Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Can you project that one for us? Ezekiel 18 4. Ezekiel 18 4. For everyone belongs to me. The parent as well as the child. Both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. So all sinners, what is their end? Death. And this death we are talking about is death as in proper death. When they die, they won't get the opportunity to be. So we are talking about three deaths here. Do you know, when do we say someone is dead? Medical dead. Where, Dr. Sando? Where is Dr. Sando? Where is he? Dr. Sando, come. All right. So, medical death is when the person, the, the physiology, the, the person's body has stopped functioning. The brain is gone. The heart is not beating. The blood is not flowing. The, the, the eyes, the, the black is gone deep. When you put the, the light there, you don't see anything. We say the person is dead. And that is physical death. Okay? So that person is now separated from us. When you are looking for him or her, you won't see him again. Then we say the person is dead. But that one, Jesus said that those who come to me, they will not die. And even if they die, yet they will live. Do you know what it means? It means that for those people who are with Jesus, when you die, you are not dead. Because when Lazarus died, he said, let's go and wake him up. Lazarus is what? Asleep. But those who don't have Jesus, when they die, they die. Because they will only wake up to be sent to hell. Proper death in hell. If you know that, if you have an uncle in the house who is not saved, you will be interceding for the person because you will go to hell if he doesn't change. Then we have what? Man's spirit from God's spirit, spiritual death. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Then eternal separation from God in hell. So the death we are talking about, 
when you die physically and you don't have Jesus, you will go to hell. But if you have Jesus, you wake up again to forever. Amen. So these are the conversations you are having. Then, is there hope for the sinner? Yes, there's hope. Because Jesus has paid the penalty. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Jesus has paid the penalty. Once you accept him, you are saved. You, go, you will be with him in heaven for eternity. Romans 5 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So you don't need to be a righteous person before Christ will die for you. The person we are going to speak to who is a sinner is the right candidate to preach the gospel to. Don't go and look for nice, nice people to talk to. Look for people who are who the sin can, has drawn on their faces. They are the candidates. Speak to such people. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Then you write 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. 1 Peter 2, 24. 1 Peter 2, 24. Then 1 Peter 3, 18. So, 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. 1 Peter 2, 24. 1 Peter 3, 18. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Anybody who will say he's righteous is the person who has Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ that God sees in each one of us and declares us righteous. So if the person is in his own right, not a bad person, the person still needs Christ because God sees our righteousness because of Jesus Christ. Now, after you have said this, you have to bring the person to a place of what? Decision. The person must make a decision. After I have said all this thing, my brother, will you accept Jesus Christ? This gift that God has to the whole world. Will you accept him? You have to ask that question before you finish. Some of them will accept. Some will not accept. But the one who has given you the opportunity to speak up to that point, the word will still be working in him or her. If they say they will not, you thank them. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak to you. I will come again. Can I please pray with you? But if the person says, yes, I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ, you pray with the How must we pray? Shall we all pray the prayer together? Heavenly Father. So he said, please, can, we, can I pray with you? Can, you? can you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I accept that I am a sinner. I believe that your son, Jesus, died on the cross because of my sins. I ask that you forgive me my sins and wash me with the blood of Jesus. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Please help me to live for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he said that, do you know how interesting it is? Right now that you have made this prayer, Jesus is in your heart. You have been moved from hell to heaven. Hooray! Will you clap for yourself? Congratulations. You are saved. John chapter 6 verse 47. John 6 47. What is there? Assurance. John 6 47. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. 
an assurance. If you are you accept Jesus and pray and believe, you have eternal life. So the person does not need to feel anything inside him. But then he will tell you, Oh, but I have a girl. Oh. Now yesterday, I went to sleep at my boyfriend's end. Oh. Am I still saved? He said, Yes, you are saved. That was yesterday. Now that you are saved, <laughs> Lily, you are welcome. Now that you are saved, the Holy Spirit will help you to live. Okay? Then you are sure that that is why we are there as brothers and sisters. You will start coming to We will be teaching you. We will be praying with you. And the Holy Spirit will help you to live for him. Okay? Some people had three girlfriends when we, we brought them to church. They, 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 they left the two quickly. But the, the third one said, Pastor Prince, I will leave. I will leave. I will leave. It took some time before the third one went. But the third one too went. And my time was up. As soon as the third one went, my time was up. The secretary said my time was up. Okay, so we are finished. Any question? Okay, Kobe, please, can you give him the... Uh, those who want to ask questions, please raise your hands up so that... Um, Pastor Prince, yes, sir. Um, so far, you've spoken about um, um, following any religion. So, sure. assuming you went to, uh, let's say, someone who follows another religion, how, how do you, because you can't talk like um, they are just God, because they follow Allah. So like, how do you approach that? Great. This is a very important question. Can you project um, Acts chapter, Executives, forgive me for today. Today, we need to kill this thing before. Acts, Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 going. Let's read. I'll let you end somewhere, then we continue. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in, in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Listen to it carefully. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. Now, so pause here. This man was what? devout, was God-fearing. He was praying and he gave arms. And an angel comes and tells the man that what you are doing has come up to us, but you, you have not done well. You are not right. So send someone to go for Peter. Why, if the person was praying, the person was devout and his family, why the need for Peter? Let's see what happened. Uh, let's do verse 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 21 down. Verse 21. Let's do 21 down. So Peter went down and said to the men. So Cornelius sent some men to go and call Peter. So Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you are looking for. Why have you come? Uh -huh, let's go. The men replied, We have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. 
Then Peter invited the men into the house. No, let's move on. Continue from from 24. Oh, okay, 25. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. Let's go on. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with Gentile. But God has showed me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Uh -huh. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Now listen. Cornelius answered, three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius and God, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gift to the poor. Sent to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God. Then Peter began to speak. Now I realize how true is it that God does not show favoritism, but that says from every nation, the one who fears him, and that's what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel. Announced it. So now, Peter now comes to Cornelius' house to preach to him the gospel. Without which, Cornelius was not complete, even though he was doing righteous acts. So we have people, we have Muslims, we have Buddhists, we have Shintoists, we have Krishnas. Their mindset, their mindset is to make themselves better to please God. But none of these none of their leaders has declared the most important thing. The way to salvation and the truth of salvation and the way of life. So if the person is a Muslim, the Bible says that God is the rewarder of everyone who diligently seek him. So there are people who find themselves in Islamic countries, in, in, the, in the villages who are fetishes. But when we meet them, we don't go and condemn what they are doing. We still project the gospel of Christ. So if you met a Muslim, the Muslim believed that Jesus is what? One of the prophets God sent. But they don't believe Jesus to the extent of that his death brought the forgiveness of our sins. So when you meet a Muslim or you go to a Muslim's house, you still tell the person you have come with the good news that Jesus has come to die for our sins. That message must be presented to the Muslims, must be presented to the Shintoists, must be presented to the Krishna. The, that word that will come out of your mouth is power. Let the person reject or accept. We don't go to a Muslim's house or another religious person's house and say your religion is bad. Come to my religion. We don't go and preach religion. We preach Christ. Jesus, the savior of the world. So, Kobe, that is it. Whether the person is, whichever religion, those people are all yearning for, for God. Though. But the true way is Christ. So, we, let, let's project Christ to them that he, his death and resurrection has for, made our sins forgiven. And it's only when our sins are forgiven that we can make it to heaven. And all religions are working to go to God. So if you can relate the need for believing Jesus 
and connect it to their quest of getting to heaven, you will get some of them yielding to Jesus. Is that, is that clear? Any other question? Mildred, you are tired already. I've talked too much. Nanama, you are also tired. Okay, it's because of the souls, though. The souls. Any more question? No question. I want you to bow down your head. Please, uh, Evans. Yes, we'll, we'll have to put the, the steps. I'll send it to you so that you put it on. on Just talk to God that he should use you as a tool of evangelism. Those of you who are home, tomorrow I know I will see Jinfua, the MC. She's coming for evangelism. And all the SS people who have come home, everybody must come to preach. God has not blessed you to stay home. He has blessed you to preach. Hallelujah. Now, ask the Lord to, to give you that passion. Passion to preach. Passion to project Jesus, the gospel. Passion to project 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 the gospel. Let the Lord, tell the Lord to sharpen your art, your skills, your skill, your skill for delivering the message of the gospel. Ask the Lord to sharpen your skill. Ask the Lord to sharpen your skill. The Lord to sharpen your skill. But for Jesus, I don't know where some of us would have been. You have a testimony and you have to let other people also know about Jesus Christ. Talk to God to sharpen your skill. Every Christian is a soul winner. You are not just to come to church and listen to sermons and go home. Every Christian is a soul winner. As the Lord, Lord, sharpen my skill. That fear, that thing that is in me, that makes me so afraid, Jesus. Father, let it go now so that I'll be part of this thing. This, 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 this campaign of reaching out to them from tomorrow.